MD Radio, MD.com. Join the millions of people who are chucking processed and refined foods and are basing their healthy diets on whole foods and non-GMO foods. This is where we talk about clean eating. It's the Clean Food Network Show with Lisa Davis. Last year I had some blood work done and I was surprised to find out that I had something called Hashimoto's disease. And I was a little concerned, of course, and wondering what is going on. So I did some research and I found out about something called hypothyroidism, which I had heard of before. And I'm so thrilled to have the wonderful Dr. Nicholas Hedberg on the program. We're going to be talking about five things everyone should know about hypothyroidism. Dr. Hedberg, thrilled to have you here on Clean Food Network. Great. Thanks for having me on. You know, being that I have this myself, although I was kind of surprised because when I read a lot of the symptoms, I didn't have them, but I did get a second opinion and they said, okay, you're, you're te- I'll let you talk about all the different, you know, markers and things like that. But before we jump into that, give us some basics about our, uh, our thyroid in the first place, and then let's jump into hypo and Hashimoto's. Right. So the thyroid, it's a small gland, uh, part of the endocrine system, meaning that it makes hormones and the thyroid makes hormones that control your metabolism. Uh, so it makes hormones that control how your body makes energy, how it burns fat, how it burns sugar. And so it regulates, uh, overall metabolic rates, uh, just pretty much everything in your body, you know, just to make energy and to function requires thyroid hormone. All right, so what is hypothyroidism? Right, so basically the thyroid gland is not making enough thyroid hormone, and so people start to develop the symptoms of a sluggish metabolism. So the body can't make energy anymore, so people get very fatigued. Um, They gain weight, and they can't lose weight because they can't burn fat. They get constipated because thyroid hormone controls, you know, the movement of food through the intestines. And then they start to develop just a whole host of other symptoms that are related to not being able to make energy. So you'll get like a cold body temperature or cold hands and feet. You might get dry skin, dry, brittle nails and hair, uh, muscle pain, insomnia, et cetera, et cetera. And So thyroid hormone, it's the number one most prescribed drug in America. So very, very, very big problem. And uh, the number one cause of that is Hashimoto's disease. So about 90% of the people in the world with hypothyroidism have Hashimoto's disease. And Hashimoto's is actually the most common autoimmune disease in the world. Now, let's talk about the ways that food can help with these situations, whether it's hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. What do you recommend people eat and what do you recommend people avoid? Right. So the the dietary recommendations are not all that different from a healthy diet for everyone. But when we talk about Hashimoto's, there are a few things that, that we need to discuss. So because it is an autoimmune disease, there is potential that gluten could possibly exacerbate the condition. So gluten is kind of an irritant. It can cause inflammation in the gut and the rest of the body and in the thyroid gland. And so a lot of people will see their thyroid antibodies go up, uh, meaning there's more inflammation in the gland. 
and uh, when they eat gluten. And then if they stop eating gluten, their antibody levels will go down a little bit or quite a bit. And that's an indicator that the immune system is starting to calm down. So gluten is kind of the number one thing. And then the second thing would be um, iodine or iodine-rich foods like seaweed. You really have to be careful with those if you have Hashimoto's because iodine can really uh, can really inflame the thyroid gland and, and make the Hashimoto's worse. Uh, so those would be two of the big ones. And then, you know, we'll look at different food sensitivities that people have, like, you know, dairy and eggs and sugar. And then, and then a big one that just really just really devastates the thyroid gland is sugar and processed carbohydrates. Uh, the more you eat of those kinds of things, the more uh, the thyroid will struggle in its ability to make energy and really control your metabolism. You know, I mentioned earlier that I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, but honestly, I don't have any of the symptoms. So I'm curious because they did some testing, the TSA, TSH test is highly uh, unreliable, I've heard. So some doctors mm -hmm. base their entire diagnosis on this test. So I'm like, do I even have this? Although I did talk to a, an integrative physician. So I'm kind of curious, what have you seen in your experience when people are told they have it and maybe they do, maybe they don't? What, what testing do they need and what kind of physician or naturopathic physician should be doing this. Right. So there's two antibodies that you always want to ask for. The It's called thyroid peroxidase and antithyroglobulin antibodies. So if either of those two are positive, then that's uh, you're pretty sure that you have Hashimoto's. Now, there are people that can have, uh, you know, elevated antibody levels, but not really have any symptoms yet. Uh, but those antibodies are, you know, I guess you could call it attacking the thyroid gland, and that creates inflammation in the gland. And and the gland will slowly uh, be destroyed by the immune system and the inflammation. So it may not happen now, but, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, um, you know, you may really start to develop some significant hypothyroid symptoms. Now, you mentioned that thyroid hormone is the number one most prescribed drug in America. I take something called Armour Thyroid, which I believe is a, a more natural form. Talk to us about the different forms and what do you recommend? Right. So levothyroxine is just T4, and that's kind of the classic Synthroid. Synthroid is the name brand. Um, and then you have the glandular-based medications like what you're on the armor thyroid and that has t4 and t3 in it and then there's a nature thyroid and west thyroid those all have t4 and t3 so the the t4 is is kind of inactive and then the t3 is active so you're taking something that has inactive and active thyroid hormone and that does work better for a lot of people and then a lot of people, though, have no problems with the uh, the Synthroid, the Levothyroxine. They can take it. The T4 effectively converts into T3, which is the active form. And then you can also just take T3 by itself. That can be uh, compounded, or there's a medication called Cytomel. And then there's a, a newer newer product called uh, Tyrosint, and that is uh, a liquid cap this is just t4 and that's been shown to be better absorbed 
um, in a lot of people. So I don't recommend any one uh, in particular over the other. It's really about finding which is the best for the patient. So some people are just fine on Synthroid. Some people just no matter what dose they take, it just doesn't work. And then some people uh, do better on the armor like you or just the T3. Uh, so there's really no you know specific recommendation regarding the medications. It's a matter of finding out you know what the patient needs and, and what works best for them. I see. You know, I introduced this as five things everyone should know about hypothyroidism, and then I just proceeded to ask you a bunch of questions. So in the last minute, just kind of name some of the things that we want to keep in mind. Right. So because 90% of the cases of hypothyroidism are due to the autoimmune disease Hashimoto's, make sure that you're tested for it. <clears throat> and then, And then just as important as that is to you know, work with a functional medicine practitioner, naturopath, chiropractor, uh, who's practicing functional medicine, who can really find the causes of the autoimmunity. That's really key uh, because conventional medicine, they will prescribe thyroid hormone for you, whether you have Hashimoto's or not, but they're not really addressing the autoimmune component and they're not really looking for the causes of the autoimmunity. I see. Well, Dr. Hedberg, we'll have to have you back. This is such a huge topic. So glad that you listen. You can check out Dr. Hedberg at Dr. Hedberg on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to Clean Food Network. Take care and stay well. <laughs>